Welcome to the Careless After Hours Podcast. Careless After Hours Podcast with your hosts, Evan Williams. Evan, really? And Cole Holly. Cole, where are you? Living life on the edge daily just to bring you good content. I'm not careless. It is April 9th. We are out here at the XSM office, XSM Global in Irving. Thank you so much. We got Cole Holly out here, Evan, myself. We got careless office hours out here hitting on these business tips, man. We were just talking about some of the importance of uh, business structure and uh, properly setting up your business because you were just talking about being in real estate and how it's that, that mailbox money. What are we doing wrong? Yeah, yeah. Real estate was never mailbox money for me, but it could be. I think it could be, seriously. No, I think but when I you think, get that storage uh, unit going, that's the that's the key money. I think storage units, apartments, all this stuff pays. It pays every single month. I mean, you got thirty units and thirty tenants that are paying your fucking mortgage plus some. It works. Yeah, it dude, works. running a small business like this where you're fighting for every sale, it's just if we're careless, like I have got to make a more business to business focus because business direct to consumer is just it's tough. It's tough. You really it's you finicky, gotta, man. Yeah, and you have to have you have to have. There's so many things can go wrong that cost you money. That you have to have so many sales to just cover up the fuck-ups, and it's impossible to not fuck up. And then, how many sales do you need just to make a profit, and then how many sales do you need to make real money? That's tough. But if you could sell 50,000 shirts to PacSun, it's a whole different game, isn't it? Oh, that's, that, that thought is just beautiful to even think about. Yeah, because I had an online order... Um, and of course, like it was just a weird timing. So we maybe ship every morning, every every Monday at noon. This dude put in an order like eleven o'clock Monday morning. So I was like, all right, perfect. Within an hour, it, he placed the order. I'm gonna package and ship mm-hmm. it. Well, sure as fucking shit, we he changed d- it. Oh yeah, change the change the address. Or he he put the wrong address <laughs> every time. Oh yeah, and so in my mind, I'm like, this is gonna be one really happy customer. Like, can you imagine? You this is Amazon status, you know, mm-hmm. from minute of ordering to it's in the mailbox. You're talking like two hours max. And then he hits me with an email like, yo, dude, I meant to tell you that address was wrong. And so now I'm waiting for this package to hopefully come back. But if it doesn't come back, then I will be replacing all the items. Uh, and, and, yeah, definitely losing all my profit on this on this potential sale. And especially when you're playing small margins, um, a lot of times if you ship it twice, the margin's gone. Oh, yeah. When you're talking about that's before the person margins. uses a fucking discount code. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah, people think it's easy. It's not easy at all. Not easy. It's it's not easy, and I guess um, we're in a weird market to where it's like a weird uh, area. It's like people want to see you successful, but they think you're like super successful, so they treat you as if you've already like made it, even though you're fighting to make it. So it's like they want to tax you as if like you have everything, even though you're trying to build it from scratch, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, me and Evan were talking about this a little bit off-air earlier. Um just how everyone everyone wants a discount, which is the society we live in. I mean, you plug in every before you buy anything online, you're typing in Burger King coupons or whatever it is. But man, it's very tough when every single person comes to you and asks for a discount, and they provide no value back. It's like, why do I give you a discount just because? Just because you should save some money. Like, like you had said, you you had a, like, a, a, made, a bonding made, experience with that person on the road, so it's like you want to hook them up. But that bonding experience, like y'all. Had your bikes break down together, yeah, and it's like yeah. just because 
your bike broke down and you and him have both had a flat together. That doesn't scale to you having business, but yeah, you bonded with the guy you want to hook and him then up. You, you hook somebody up once and then they think they should get a better hook up the next time and it, it, it gets tough when uh, margins are slim on products and then they want 10% off and then you make 5% on a product. It's like, pff, I don't know. But I think as a the consumer, they don't quite understand that. They think, uh, a lot of consumers think when you own a business that everything's good, you're making all the money, blah, 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 the margins are great. But little do people know, shit, half my products I'm making, I'm in, on a good day, on a good day, 20% margins. Like, a lot of products, 10%. So I give you 5% off, and now I make 5%. I pay for, to ship it. There's another 40 bucks, and then I make $14. But you save 78 And how much work did you have to put up to lead up to that sale? Like, how much work did you have to put in to in make my, that even possible? Building yeah. the social media and getting product images, building the site. And that's even, that's spending 30 minutes with a customer, going back and forth answering questions to make $14. And it's like, that's not every case, but that's slim margins makes it, makes it tough. Then when you get a uh, discount, it gets even harder. Yeah, the, the whole discount what, thing is weird because yeah. it is raised. Because then yeah, the time, customer's time. like, oh, don't I, don't I get a reward for coming back? It's like, I thought I hooked you up the first time to get yes. your business. It's like, like when you be in the restaurant industry, dude, you so, hook somebody up with a free dessert, then you got a customer for life. But in like yes. our industry, it's like, yo, if I hook you up with a free dessert this time, you're like expecting a free steak the next time. And dessert, yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Dessert for free and the steak next time. Yeah, it's tough. But like, think about it. This is how I always, I don't know, I think I approach situations different. When I go to a company and I want a discount or a free product, my first message to that company is, hey, here's what I can give you. Here's what I have to offer you, whether it's promotion or I have this many followers and I can help you get this many customers. I can bring you conversions because then businesses want conversions. They want to sell stuff. So when I approach them, I go to them first and say, hey, this is what I can give you. What could you give me? Not hey, can I Cole? Can I just have twenty percent off some wheels? I don't. I don't start with that. But if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, Cole, this is how I can promote for you. This is how I'll get you more sales. Can I have twenty percent off wheels or ten percent, five percent, three percent, whatever it is?" Then I feel like it changes a little bit. Then I'm like more willing. But when somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, can I just have a discount?" You're like, "Well, why?" And like, just because. It's just because it's gotten worse. I guess I've seen it worse, but it's like people will not take the time to put a quality message together at all. Like subject line, sponsorship, message. Hey, dude, I got a fucking DRZ. I ride all day. Hook it up. <laughs> and then, then he'll send you that on like every Instagram account possible. He'll email it. He'll DM it. He'll hit you up on the site. He'll leave you a message, and then. He'll like so. It's like not only you you haven't really said a compelling reason. You want us yeah. to invest into you. What are you going to invest into us? But then also he'll blow you up because I just had a kid do it and he got like mad. We engaged one or two messages back and forth on Instagram, and then he got super upset that I wasn't getting back to him quick enough. And he like felt like he deserved an answer. Yeah. Unfortunately, just if you're giving us like a really short kind of non-business yeah, so professional, flip let's flip it around. So for these people out there listening, how what's the best way for them to approach it if they want the sponsorship? That's a very valid question, Cole. I think hold on, I wrote down. Earlier. I got, dude, I got some, I got some tips like from owning a business and getting a lot of sponsorship applications. I think I could provide some insight. I think the biggest thing is where where it all starts is you have to provide them value. I want to sell more wheels, so how can you help me sell more wheels? And you can get creative, but the first step is. If, and it's not all about followers. It's 1,000% not all about followers. But the more people you reach, the more wheels I can sell. So the first step is, if you come to me with 187 followers, you should really be working on growing your own brand first. Grow your own brand first. Create quality content. 
get your followers up, get the engagement up, start interacting in the community, and then now you can provide me something. But then, even if you so, if you already have that step, you have the followers, you've created engagement, you're putting out quality content, then you got to come to me and show me. You got to like, you got to stand out because a lot of people come to me with that. So you got to come to me and show me. Send me when you send the email. Send me your Instagram, how many followers you have, and then send eight example pictures of how you promoted products in the past or in captions and how you've actually gone to bring conversions to that company. But I think, yeah, I think you just said, but the biggest thing in the end, and keep it simple, you got to bring them value because I want to sell more wheels. How can you help me sell more wheels? Yeah, for me, and it's then like, I hook you up. I see always people, people like, yo, I love your merch, man. I would love to get like a hoodie, a backpack, but it's like, and honestly, they don't even have a sticker on the bike. So it's kind of hard to even like, fathom the, start. the the bridge. Like, Yo, let's build this from scratch. But you don't even. If I sent you an email and said, "Hey, I'm Cole Holly and I have twenty thousand followers," and here's a picture of my and here's eight pictures of my bike, and he Evan sees the careless sticker in every single picture, he's gonna be a lot more prone to work with me. Yeah, it definitely promotes a response, or at least kind of paints a picture on how that could be valuable, or how that could grow, or how that could turn into like five different degrees of bigger and better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because uh, you start small. You say, "Oh, hey, Evan, could I uh, add blah blah blah? Could I get some stickers for free or something?" And then he's like, "Oh, then Evan's scrolling your Instagram. He's like, damn, this dude, I sent these stickers for free, and he put it on his car, his laptop, his backpack, his friend's bike, this bike over here. Oh, maybe I'll send him a shirt next. Oh, should I send him a shirt? He's wearing it at every single fucking ride. And then this picture got posted on this big account, this big account, yeah. this big account. Because you, you as the athlete, took time to DM that picture to every single account so it would get posted, which helps Kalis and yourself. And then it keeps going. And then Kalis like, oh, I'm going to – you see that. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'll get him a hoodie next. But you can't just take, 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 take and not give for the sponsors, which yeah. I see happening a ton. And especially in today's influencer society – companies just give out free merch and free products all day um, just because you have some followers or whatever the thing is but if you want to continue building that relationship if you provide value they're going to continue to hook you up I think a lot of people should really ask themselves too is like if you sent this exact same message to Red Bull would they even take the time to reply because a bunch of story it's a bunch of the a bunch of the messages I get I feel like and I, I reply out of I almost say pity. I mean, I reply. It's like I reply because I feel obligated to. I reply because yeah. they hit the time. They took the time to hit us up, and hopefully, they really are enthusiastic about the brand. They're not just looking for some free stuff because they don't want to. Yeah, don't really. Because like, if you're just looking for free stuff, then are you really trying to support us? Or are you really just trying to get your ego struck, stroked? But um, think about that. Well, if you I were to send this of- exact same thing to Red Bull, Monster, name name a brand, would they even reply? Because I've hit up companies, I mean, I hit up major companies and not even heard a thing back, not even a reply, mm. not an auto-reply, nothing. You don't get nothing. No. Funny though, I did send an email to Red Bull one time, and they did reply, actually. They told me, like, hey, we only sponsor, like, 70 athletes or blah, 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 whatever it was. I was like, no shit. I was, like, surprised they even replied. That's pretty interesting. They probably yeah. totally made that number up, but I respect it. Yeah, I don't know how That's at least a subtle no. Yeah, it was like, we have yo, and I've hit companies up before, and they say, hey, you don't fit the brand. Like, respect that. Awesome. Like, you're right. I probably don't fit the brand. But still buy our energy drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense, man. It's yeah, honestly, a majority, and I would say literally probably ninety five percent of them, they're not even formatted or contexted properly. It's like you were sending your buddy a text about the Saturday night party, mm-hmm. like where's the meetup spot? Yeah, and that's hard from a company brand. Like, hey, yo, Kellis, where's the free gear at? Pretty much, dude. Yeah, love your quality. Yeah, send me yeah. some shirts. I copied and pasted and sent to nineteen different clothing companies. Yeah, no like, shit. 
Dude, that's the truth. Which also, that's another thing, guys. If you're you're truly out there, you want some sponsorships. You the more people you reach out to, the better chance you're gonna have. And like you, you got can't be giving them that information. They're gonna be hitting everybody up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, hit them up and provide value. If you if you want a sponsorship from the auto store and you provide me real value and you help me sell wheels, I'm in. Like I I help people that help me. But if you just want a twenty percent discount on some wheels because you want to save hundred bucks, then I'm not in. Like. It makes sense, man. It's tough love, but that's how it works. Yeah, I mean... I gotta eat. You gotta eat. Like, I get it. I think everybody just wants everyone else... Are, are these people want us to do the footwork? Because that, even that driving series I was talking about having the issues with earlier, mm-hmm. it's like he keeps this... I don't know. He keeps sending me, like, files he wants printed, but he's sending me the incorrect files. And, like, you know you're sending me not the right files, so it's like... What you're sending me isn't going to get you the end results. So you expect me to, like, fix this type deal? And it's kind of like the same thing, but I feel like in these these um, athlete applications it's like what you're sending me isn't even catering to what we need so it's like do you want me to turn around and spell this out for you because that's a scalable business isn't going to be like oh hey yeah Tony Hawk we need this this and this and this it's like you either offer and you can help the brand or you don't so it's like if you're coming at them and you already are coming at them with a want you're coming at them with like a request without any type of return value first mistake that's that's so you're off yeah show the company what you can help them it's already got the guard you said about Red Bull that's a huge another thing. Like these big big time athletes, they're providing real value to these companies. Like they're on the X Games rocking Red Bull and drinking a Red Bull when they won the gold medal, blah blah blah. Like they're providing real value. They're not going to Red Bull and say, Hey, give me a free case. Like, yeah, no like shit. Like, they don't hit a Red Bull for a free yeah, case. That's why I think about that, too. It's like, if you did hit a Red Bull, what would Red Bull just send that to your free? So, like, even hypothetically, you were to get deserve the free case. Are they also supposed to cover the cost of sending it to you? It's like, it sounds silly, but people want all this free stuff, and they want it sent, and they want it catered, and they want it made so easy for them. It's like, not only are you wanting the product that we do manufacture for free, but now I have to go get a shipping label from USPS, and now I'm going to cover that. There's so much more that goes into it, because we have just a, return yeah. partners that they get, they just like, they don't officially even make requests. It's like, they just request and request and request. It's like, what you're saying doesn't even make sense. It's just us throwing money in the in the drain here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you all day on that. Yeah, and, and guys, the only reason we're talking about this is just because the, um, my dude, the amount of um, sponsor requests I get and I know Kiss is on the same page is uh, it's kind of crazy so we're trying to help you guys out and then they're yeah, it's, trying it's, to give a couple tips at least of showing you how to uh, I don't know just provide value provide value that's all what it all comes down to the more value you can bring a company the more they're going to be willing to help you because it and it's a lot more fun when you can help me sell more stuff the more I can help you the more stuff a sponsor rider can help me sell the more I can give them for free it, it's like a win-win. And I have a few guys that I work with right now that they do great. And I have a few guys I've hooked up in the past and I was zero return. Even though their numbers are there and everything look good, um, it doesn't always, if they don't promote it or push it the right way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can definitely, I mean, you, you, you definitely, you know that big time. Yeah, we, we've had, we've had some collaborations and even some of the ones with athletes or uh, influencers that have the biggest following where I'm confident it's going to be our biggest break. Nothing, just yeah. ghost. Yeah. So zero. It is. It is all about the build up, the play, and the delivery, and the follow through. It's not just a shotgun effect. It doesn't just happen overnight like, and happen easy. Like we talked about a little earlier. Um, I think. I think seriously, when I first got in, Super Nation first started popping. I felt like it really was a shotgun effect. I felt like I could just like um, shout somebody out, and they would get a whole bunch of followers like that. 
Like, it was just like, hey, oh, this dude's got a dope bike, doing a dope wheelie, I'll shout him out, he'll get followers. I can be like, hey, dude, you want followers? Here you go, shout him out. But I 100% don't think it's that easy now. You can't just start a brand and post your shit and get a big shout out from Kim Kardashian. Okay, that's like playing a different level. Probably not a great example. Get a shout out from, like, I don't know, say an influencer with 300,000 followers. You could literally post a product to an influencer with 300,000 followers that fits the demographic and sell one or two or zero. I think that I think it's a long play now. I think they need to see that same influencer fucking with that same brand for months and months and years, consistently rocking it and posting it and blah blah blah. But I yeah, I definitely don't think it's as easy as it was. Like just throw it out there and it hits, and you're gonna sell a whole bunch. I think you're playing that game like the the, the plan, the strategy up front needs to be a lot smarter. It's a wild place we live in, man. Yeah. I, I just, it's so draining, too. I guess from a business owner, too. It's just like, you know, you get, and I don't know, people, they wonder why they don't get a quick reply. But it's like, dude, anytime I go on Instagram, it's just a negative. Like, if my, running a business is like a bank account. Like, when you go to your <laughs> bank statement, you have pluses and you have negatives. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you have your reds and your greens. And going to Instagram is just straight negative reds. It's, yo, send me this. Yo, send me that. Yo, I want this. Yo, I want this. hooked up on that. I've yeah. never thought about it, bro. I yeah. literally, I, yeah. I, in certain aspects of the business, I see the green and the The red. greens on negative, or the greens on Instagram are me usually reaching out. Yeah, and me you see a potential message. for business. Yeah. But if, as soon as I go to the inbox, I literally see just, like, a stock market. Yeah. Tech, T-Dot just went down. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. I see yeah, the, I see the stock market in my head, and it's just literally, like, each message, I came from the first few words, probably tell you if it's a red or green. Yeah. And it's majority It's either going to cost you money or the effort of saying no. Which is still time, which, which is still growth. And energy. Yeah, yeah. Which is still, you know, fuel points or fuel. Yeah. kind of keeps things I've moving. even been dealing with that lately. I've had a few. It gets tough. It gets real tough going back between Facebook Messenger, Facebook Inbox, Facebook, fucking Instagram DMs. I've had a few like close customers like I just say hey you gotta text me but it gets tough I'd say yeah I mean the best thing I can say is just try to be patient and try to be genuine try to like you said show value show a plan show something about how it's gonna make sense yeah. because a lot of people just and they'll be coming to sponsor you request. yeah yeah if you bring value to a company they'll be willing to sponsor you and not just once they won't just send you one care package they'll continue to send it over and over and over if you're helping them out they'll equally help you out I promise that's how it works there's some some bad companies that won't won't work like that, but if you're helping them, they'll help you usually. They <laughs> this, want you they want you around if you're helping them. I just had this happen, so it's kind of random. But like the I think it's not. I almost want to say like the worst is like when you send it and you just don't hear anything, no post, nothing, and oh, they were all hyped yeah, about getting yeah. it. They would have said or done anything to get it, and then you're like, did it not come in, or did somebody steal it? That's that's or? another fine line of uh, not sexually talking to because I just. Um, Sponsored. And when, oh, this dude. This is the whole other term I talked about. I talked about the other day with somebody. The whole sponsorship term. I uh, when I hook people up, I don't even call it a sponsorship, because when I think of sponsorship, I think of, I always think big. I think like, Red Bulls coming to somebody and paying them twenty thousand a year and giving them a nineteen cases and they signed a contract and they got to be at this this and this and it's like that's what I see as sponsorship, but. If you like look to small, you could call it sponsorship. Hey, I just gave you a shirt. That's a sponsorship. But I like to keep sponsorship for like the real, like the real players. But that's all. That's personal preference. But anyways, what is it? Oh, where was I going with this? I forgot. Mm. I forgot. Uh, the term of using the term sponsorship. Yeah. Just like referencing to it as a sponsorship versus like hooking somebody up with a discount. 
Yeah, another point. I forgot. Damn it. I blank, guys. It happens. No, I mean, it's all good. I understand as well, too, because I think, you know, you want to hook up friends. You want to get more brand exposure. And um, people feel like as soon as they get the care package, like, they feel like they got a contract. And I think that's the Instagram era we're living in. Is oh, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I just so I don't. I just hooked up a guy and I uh, gave him some discounts on the wheels. But I, I specifically a lot of companies will ask, "Hey, I want this many posts, this many posts, this many posts." Blah blah blah. I try to keep it pretty relaxed. I'm like, "Hey, like, so you hope you're like, I'm giving you something, and I hope you can give me something in return." Some companies ask, which in then maybe that's smarter. I don't know. What do you do? Do you ask them for? Posts I do not or? ask, but I find myself moving forward to getting a more. Um, more structured based request system because you unfortunately me- you know maybe I say a few posts and then they just do some half-assed thing on their story and it's in my mind I wanted a, a full picture with tags and some mm-hmm. that will last but then in their mind like oh I'm just gonna throw some of the story take a picture of the box and tag yeah, it out yeah and it's like that's not necessarily you know the full thing or mm-hmm. you really have to give some sort of outline of exactly what you want because I think it gives I almost say athletes but some of these are just you know Regular Joes, yeah. Regular yeah. riders or regular NPC followers, yeah. They get allows them. I think you do have to get a little more specific and ask. Any gray area on the terms allows them not to deliver. I yeah. feel, and then 100%. not to deliver causes uh, discrepancy or causes you know upset, you know, frustration because I gave you my product and something I worked for, and now you don't want to do anything in return. Mm-hmm. I think people. For me, and um, this may not be accurate because I don't necessarily find myself doing it, but I feel like a majority of people send out uh, sponsorship messages uh, as phishing. Like they're just thinking, oh, what can I get today for free? Like I don't even feel like they really vibe it is a lot with of the it. time. So it I, is, it's what can I get for free? I just feel like they send it out thinking, oh, I, I can do the minimal amount of work. And then as soon as I get a reply and they say they're going to send me something, they feel like they've won and that's they it. They take the address yeah. and say, yes. I've done it. Yeah, I'm a size large. Send it to yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, because, yeah. It's, I mean, not like it. it's huge, huge, like, disappointment. But I mean, I've even talked to people and like, all right, man, pick out, you know, your favorite shirt or let me know what color stickers you want. And it's like they won't even get back to you. And then they'll be like, hey, I never got that care package. Like the care package is waiting on one simple question I asked you that you couldn't even take the time to reply because you were sold. I said I was going to send you something that you've like already thought this is a done deal and you wrote it off and went back to playing fucking Fortnite. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Like, I have, I have, um, there's a few athletes in the skate industry I'm dealing with that on. And they're like, yeah, I thought you said you're going to send something, man. What the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. Two weeks ago, I asked you what color you wanted, and yeah, you didn't get back. Yeah, medium or large. Yeah, bro. no shit. Yeah, <laughs> still waiting on your shirt size and, and shipping. Or they'll like send half of the shipping information, or like yeah. just their first name. It's like, yo, dude, nobody ever sends their name when they give you the address. Yes, I have. That. I send shit with Instagram names on it. I used to, and then I got them sent back. I do too. I've got a few so, sent back. Yeah, I would rather hold on to it because I'm the one that's out the postage. They yeah, can wait. This is only so when I send stickers, so it's 50 cent postage. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not a huge Yeah, that's deal. not worth the back and forth. I, yeah, I just don't even ask. I just type it on there. And if I get them back, they don't get the stickers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. but uh, No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, if they message that. me and said, hey, I never got them, then I'll just resend them. But if I get them back in the mail, like, I got them back. Like, you sent me your address wrong, like, that's that. Yeah, that's the worst, dude. Because it's like they have nothing invested, so why would they even care about the quality control to make sure they gave you their proper information? It matter. It's free. Yeah. Free stickers. Yeah, they definitely don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. You really devalue your product when you hook it up or give it away. Because people are already assuming that there's less value in it. 
And so, like, when I hook it up with some stuff or whatever, it's like, yeah, this $20 shirt's now a $10 shirt, and it's only worth $10. So That's maybe so it's true. even easier so for the true. person to be like, oh, yeah, just give it to me, dude. It's just a $10 shirt. Like, come on, no, you got boxes of them. Yeah. You got a whole bunch. Yeah. They're segregated. Just give it to me. Same thing for you. It's like, oh, I know you pay, like, $150 for your tires or whatever. Like, come on, dude. Just hook it up with one. All yeah. I need is one. I just need one rear tire. Yep. Yeah, and I just need my water bill paid. I just need my electric I just want to not eat fucking ramen every day. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. I want to eat the deluxe salad kit, man. I don't even want yeah, the fake real. salad kit from Walmart. Anymore. I'd like to eat out twice a day, not once. <laughs> Come on, guys. That is shit. Yeah, Seven Eleven coffee is starting to get fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I balled out today. I bought a Topo Chico. So. I see you. I see you. I had $1.69. Big baller. The structure to getting a uh, partnership and sponsorship, it really just ultimately comes down to adding value or structuring value. Yeah, if you keep it simple, if you, you keep it simple, provide value. Rep it, rock yeah. it, shout it out. Like you said, I mean, like, I try to do a good job. Like, and it's it's not always easy. I get it. Yo, but I tell you guys right now, I shout out Careless, my dude right here, and he keeps hooking me up. But then dudes are asking me if I own Careless, so I feel like I'm, I must be doing okay at promoting <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> People think you If he ever gives me shit, stops way. giving me stuff. Like, Remember that time, bro? Remember that time? Yeah, I started my own thing. It's Careless with a C. Yeah. <laughs> Cole's Careless. Cole's Careless. Still Even yeah, but like you said, t- the tagging and stuff like that, and commenting, just like there's so it's there's simple stuff that yeah. takes no when, when financial says, investment. Someone says like, as an athlete, somebody posts on your page, and I'm the motor store, and they're like, "Hey, where'd you get them wheels from?" And you don't reply. And I'm like, mm, "Like, that's easy. That's easy for you to just say, hey, I got them from the motor store.'" And, and it's kind of like, cocky, oh, I guess, okay. for you to jump in those comments, be like, "Yo, he got his wheels from me, bro." Yeah, I try not to. Yeah, and it it looks a lot better when. That athlete says, "Oh, I got them from the motor store." It goes from organic that athlete, to like yeah. a plug. Yeah, yeah. If I chime in and said, "Hey, they came from us," which you could do, and it might work, but it's definitely a lot more organic coming from the athlete. Also, it's not your job to like. I guess it's not your responsibility if they are an advocate of the brand. Mm-hmm. It's not your responsibility to be like scoping through their comment and section the, looking for leads. Shout out to anybody I've hooked up because I've I've had pretty good luck with anybody I've sponsored in the past, but I'm picking and choosing. And and I then went back to the sponsor word, but like people that I've like truly hooked up, I give discounts on some stuff and like have got no return from it. But like the the athletes I've truly hooked up with either free product or whatever, I've they've done a pretty damn good job. So shout out to the real ones. Yeah, how's your GoPro thing working out? Is that like something you think that could go farther? Is it kind of like a the GoPro sponsorship? Yeah, that's I think that's that's it. That's Is cool. that like an industry thing they do then? Just I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. I think that's it's cool. pretty. You just got to be have a little bit of something and you can get it. How were they as far as communication, as far as like asking questions, or was it like, um, hey, you kind of pass this initial part? You pass the initial part and you're in. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's, so the question, no do you have like a code or do you just yeah, say, hey, you your code. You want to uh, the website. Like a personal code. Yes, you so get it's three, something yeah. you're not promoting to everybody else. It's just yeah, for yourself. Yeah, okay. just for yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you, you can get, uh, I got 30% off three GoPros until it's straight up. Which I think is pretty standard. Some people probably get better. Maybe you get better or worse. I don't know. But I gotta say it's fucking crazy because I guarantee you their cost of production is probably like what ten percent of their fucking twenty percent. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. still only giving you thirty percent. So that means they're still making fifty percent even off their sponsored so athletes. The real, the real GoPro athletes, and I would say real. Like I would say um, Travis Pastrana. Yeah, and like Guru Stunts, they're getting like packages of GoPros for free for sure. Like in new GoPros, are getting before to test them out and blah 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 blah. So Guru Stunts, but doesn't he get his from skydiving? I think I think the sky riding, sky riding, skydiving, and stunt riding combined helped him. I believe he's by a real GoPro sponsored athlete. I don't know. I got just a thirty percent off discount. 
and mine's very mine was very short to it hey you're accepted here's a discount code you can buy three GoPros a year with a discount code mm-hmm. so homie's got some discount homie's got some GoPros that's crazy with Guru because I didn't know um, I know he was in the skydiving stuff till more recently yeah and he's got like what 100,000 on there I think so he's an OG he's an OG was it actual GoPro he works for or was it a GoPro accessories company I to my knowledge and the way he posted it seems he's an actual GoPro That's yeah but I don't know I don't know him like that hmm. the way he posted and advertised it though it definitely seems like it it seems like it fits the, uh, the model of the other athletes that post But yeah, yeah, GoPro thirty percent, three GoPros. Um, actually, I'll tell I'll tell it anybody listening, guys. There's a site called Hook It. I'm I believe it's HookIt.com. You have, maybe you have to Google it. And uh, if you go on there and plug your info in, there's all sorts of sponsorship sponsorship opportunities. Probably not a lot of free stuff, but there's lots of discounts you can get. That's badass. Yep. That's pretty cool. They got companies like that these days. Yeah, and still uh, to help you out. You pick your sport and they'll help you out. Damn. Yeah. This sounds like an agency, I guess, right? In a way, yeah. And they got the they get these companies involved, and um, I wonder if yeah, I wonder if we can hit that from the backside and try and get you could hundred percent. That's pretty interesting. But it's almost I don't know. I don't know what the what the qualifications are. I don't know how GoPro picks. I'm not sure how any, any of it works. But you definitely like I know I looked into it. You could add the Moto Store to it. But I'm just I'm not there yet. I think for a bigger company, it works when you want. Because you're almost getting brand ambassadors. You're not, you're not, I don't know, I feel like you're not really getting like sponsored riders. It's almost just a brand ambassador. You just give them a discount. Brand there's ambassador no, is a better word. There's no, there's nothing there keeping that athlete liable to actually rep your shit. Like when GoPro gives me 30% off, they say, oh, you're supposed to wear a GoPro sticker on the helmet. But like GoPro, they don't care. They're never checking it. That This hook it site's not checking it. Nobody knows. Nobody's regulating Nobody that. knows if you post it. You just get your discount. Like they want you to post it, but they don't know. So when I go to the athlete uh, specifically, I can kind of monitor and see. When you go to this through the site, you there's it just they get their discount. And that's it, and you hope they post it and they want to rep it. It's kind of crazy because we uh, applied to be a part of Hype Beast, which is like the monthly thread box looking thing, and um, and you would think a company like that is like I don't know, I wouldn't say easy to work with or approachable. But to put it into perspective, they wanted us to vouch like a thousand units and ten thousand dollars just to be a part of their program. So like our cost right there investment is like almost fifteen twenty racks. And they're telling you, oh, we'll hook you up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we'll yeah, the whole thing's wild. And like the biggest thing is, is they're gonna turn around and sell the shirts. So like the shirts that we donate, the thousand unit shirts that we donate, they're now gonna sell to their monthly members on top of taking the ten racks just to consider it. And. And then, and then we're still hoping it works out. Not even like yeah. a for sure thing. They think, oh, we'll get these in all the right hands in this promotion for you. Yeah. And then they're just leveraging their social media so that I can put that on our resume. Like, oh, we're a part of the hype beast, blah, 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 See, box. I think about companies like that. Companies like that are truly doing it. Even companies like Cable and Hulu. First time I watched Hulu, so you got to pay for Hulu. And, but Cable's been doing this forever. Hulu, you pay for Hulu, and and they run ads. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, I watched a 20 episode. Is that not episode. the biggest win? I watched a 20-minute episode of a show the other day, and I'm pretty sure I saw eight ads. It was like two ads, three ads, and then And three you paid ads. to watch some ads. Yeah. yeah. And you can't skip them, which is funnier. And as I was watching it, I was thinking, you know what's fucked? Is we had TiVo five to ten years ago, and now we forced ourselves out of TiVo. 
because we do the streaming on demand shit. Mm-hmm. But back when you had TiVo, you could at least fast forward. Yeah. The ads have found a way to get themselves back in where they cannot be skipped. Mm-hmm. Because the way we're getting the streaming, it's not it's not like not allowed or whatever. But yeah. I mean, back a few years ago, what happened to fucking TiVo? Skip the ads. And yeah, everybody loved it. Yeah. Pay for it. It's loved it with an back. ED. Now it's gone. The hard part is, man, uh, like commercials and uh, YouTube ads. I, it works a little bit. I guess it works a little bit. But I don't see myself spending money on. Ah, it all depends on the business. It all depends on the business. But like. Ads are weird, man. Some work and some don't. Yeah, I Yo, think. But in feed ads like Facebook and shit, Instagram, it, it looks very organic, comes across very organic, and I think that shit works. Pre roll ads, fuck, I'm watching a YouTube video, I'm just waiting five seconds up so I can skip it. Very few ads ever catch my attention where I'll actually continue watching after five seconds. I would say like 1%. If that. Yeah. yeah. Especially in our generation. We just want to watch the video. Facebook ads pop up in the middle of the video, I close it out. I literally close the video out. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I don't get it. And now it's like Instagram. I'm not Instagram. YouTube is made to where you can like kind of manually track where you want to place ads. So you can see yeah, in the beginning like yeah, they have yeah. like 10 ads in a 20 minute video and you're like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that. You can. Yeah. How does that work? You can actually. I've heard guys talk about it on YouTube. You can like pick where you want your ads or something. I'm pretty sure it's like on Anchor how we can edit and highlight certain clips. It's just, you, yeah, you can flag it to put an ad there. Interesting. Yeah, they always do it right before the action show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam22 is the worst, bro. Yeah. Adam22 will, like, he's the king of clickbait. That might as well be his title. And here comes the ad. Yeah. Ad right before or, yeah. Or this chick's about to, like, do something wild and right before she does. Titty's about to flop out. Fucking right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, smarter on his end. Smarter on his end. Everybody's got to make a buck. Okay. <laughs> That's the truth. It's that fine line. Keep the consumer happy and making your buck. Is the consumer happy though? Yeah, I guess they are because they're still engaging in the content. And YouTube's gonna put ads on there. You don't have to, but it's wild, man. Interesting. Very interesting. What else we got? So I focus on our business. You said something earlier. It was interesting. Kind of what we were talking about is the money-making activities and the cost of running a business. So we need to, as a business owner, just staying focused on the money-making activities and focusing on your business is extremely crucial when it comes to running a business because the cost of running a business is always a thousand million times more than what the average Joe sees standing from the curb. 100%. I had to pay royalties on the font we used. I've had to do trademark. I mean, there's more things that go into the website than people could ever could imagine. All day. It's nonstop. The fees, I mean, LLC fees, um, taxes, CPA. everybody's paying taxes. You're paying your accountant. Um, all the fuck-ups that happen, the small fuck-ups. <laughs> and I, I deal with the dropshipping business, so when fuck-ups are my problem and it still costs me money. That's um, great. It's just you take some hits. Like, I'll tell a quick story. I mean, I had a customer... Um, don't need to say any names. Um, if you ever buy something from me again, I'm going to block the order. But uh, I had a set of wheels go out, and they, they there was a mistake with them. So these wheels were supposed to get returned before the new wheels uh, got sent out. Uh, the new wheels got sent out, and customer chose to keep both the wheels. So I'm out $1,000. $1,000 hits, that's big in a small business. And you can't do nothing about it. You could. What do I do, put, put them on blast? Like, no, I'm not going to ruin the motor store rev over blasting one customer. So... Uh, you deal with it. You take the L. But that's that's a big expense. Thousand bucks is a big big expense. 
And that and, guy uh, probably thinks like he came out with the win of a lifetime. Oh, you got two sets of wheels, like dope. And he knows it. He knows it. Like you've obviously mentioned it to him. And then he I just, sent him email after email. And he won't reply. He knows. He reads the messages on Facebook. He, he knows. Like we're we're personal friends on Facebook. And this this customer chose to keep two sets of wheels. He's located up north. Um. No. Okay. He's actually. Uh, he's in Florida. Okay. Right, hopefully he listens. Like yeah. that's wild, man. That's unfortunate. And that's yeah, like I that's, guess it's kind of crazy. You, you can't blow that out on Instagram. And so everyone's no, like, No. Yeah. What am I gonna put him on blast? Like as a company? Like no, it's not worth it. It's not worth the up, the upscale of that. Yeah. And like I've seen companies doing it. it, probably worked out for them. But I mean, choose not to. I just you take the L, you deal with it. But yeah, the cost of running a business is definitely not uh, cheap. You really got to focus on the money making activities. What brings the real profit? It's fun to focus on branding, marketing, blah blah blah. But sometimes me and I haven't taken or talking. You got to take a step back and just focus on what what pays the bills, what's bringing the profit in. Well, it's easy when you're ambitious about growing the brand or trying to get the name out there in new ways. So it's yeah. easy to get off topic. It's easy to try and do something that doesn't really make sense because a lot of the stuff we're doing doesn't necessarily make sense. It's all about yeah. kind of like pushing the overall idea. So it's easy to get caught on these. Like where I was mentioning with that event we did where we. Didn't really do too well. We worked mm-hmm. double the time, double the days, double the everything, double the cost. But and that's also the entrepreneur in us. You take the risk. Yeah. It's like the event you knew you could have went to and made some more money, or you take this risk. You never know. Maybe you fucking sell $9,000 for this shit. Yeah, if you would have asked me Thursday know. before that weekend, I would have given you a completely different answer. So and leading up yeah. to it, I thought I made the right decision for the business. But but that's the fun part of being an entrepreneur, too. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, the fun and non-fun Fun and part, non-fun, yeah. yeah. The, it's fun when it, when it works. Yeah, but it, that's uh, true. Sometimes it doesn't work as I much guess as it should. that's like asking a gambler how they feel about after a good hand and a bad hand. Right. It's it's literally gambling. <laughs> we talked about that before. Glorified it's gambling. gambling at its finest. Gambling. Anyway, it's sponsorships. That's that's a good talk. But what you you went to the Off Road Expo this weekend? Yeah, man. So while y'all were down in Houston for uh, the the ride they had going on down there, the, the no jokes ride. The no jokes. Um, the April Foos ride because it's early April. We were at the Off Road Expo at Texas Motor Speedway, so it was a great event. And shout out to those guys. Unfortunately, we just got hit with some weather, so I really appreciate Axel and Marvin and Aaron, all the guys from that team, or everybody from that team, because Aaron's a female. I apologize, um, everybody for making that happen. It was it was a really cool thing. It was a cool idea leading up to it, like to get more exposure in that industry. But unfortunately, just from a business, it didn't really scale to what I was hoping. So it's it's just it's. It's exciting doing new things, but at the same time, it doesn't always make, um, I don't want to say make sense as a business, but sometimes it, it physically doesn't doesn't but translate you, you to learn. a good business move. Yeah, you learn. Yeah. So it, it was a, it was, it was a great thing leading up to it. Just, it, uh, it didn't really scale to what I was hoping to. So now we got to kind of restructure some other things and yep. find a different approach. Try it again. Yeah, I was, I was down in Houston. I saw two gnarly crashes. We get out the business topic for a little bit. I saw two gnarly crashes. I uh, I hope my buddy Serge heals up fast. Uh, it's the grossest shit I've ever seen. I got off the bike and I was like, "Bro, you good?" And he gives me a thumbs up. But uh, the thumbs up. It was a up, bone up. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bone up. It was straight straight bone sticking out the thumb. It was pretty damn gross. Yeah, I don't know if there's any footage. There's footage of the crash floating around, but I don't know if there's any footage floating around of the thumb. But damn, it was gross. Um, but that's part of the game. We all know we take a risk. There's injuries can happen. I don't know, dude. The thumb was bad, but I guess I didn't see the damage of Serge's thumb. Like, the story sounds bad, but the, the lot yeah, the guy, the lot. the guy on the ground. If anybody but. follows me on Instagram, I posted on my story. It was, uh, Oof. I watched it happen right in front of me, and I actually, I fell the same exact way. There was a crack in the fucking lot, and your tire hit it wrong, and you, the bike would slip out from underneath you. And, uh, thankfully, I was okay. I just scratched my knee a little bit. 
But this guy, oh, I, uh, honestly, I forgot his name. He had a, a rough accident. It looked like the ground foot peg went through his leg, and the the gash was probably, I don't know, six, seven inches long. And it was, I don't know, three, four inches wide. It looked like a gnarly animal, like, ripped in his yeah. You could It looked see, like something with teeth. You could see the entire bone, tendons, everything down there, muscle, everything was down there, you just hanging out. Like, I've never seen an accident. I'm getting getting vivid now, guys, so if you're, if you're grossed out, close your ears, but... Um, turn the volume down. <laughs> yeah, turn the volume down. I, I saw blood was just gushing out. Like, it was to the point where I was like, oh, shit. Like, someone needs to tie his leg up. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just dripping a, a little bit of blood. Like, blood is pouring out of his leg. How was his, like, uh, his response to this? Uh, every time he looked down, he went to shock. Like, so he just got to stay looking off. Yeah. Because so I guess the adrenaline. Like, he would look up. He would look up. Yeah, and if he looked down, he'd be like, he could be like, what the Oh my god! That's like a weird reality to deal with. That's your leg. Yeah. I guess it's easier as like as as the person on the other side. You're like, oh my god, that's crazy. Like that happened to you, but I still am fine on my feet. And then yeah, you're like, like your if you're leg. in that moment, you're like, holy shit, this is my Dude, fucking. Foot. The best thing I think to do is relax, but it, it's not easy. It's not easy for the outs- outsiders and the person in shock. It's not easy. Everyone's panicking, rushing, and like, I think in some injuries there does need to be a rush. Like there needs to be a rush to get that guy to the hospital. Was that one a rush to the hospital? It definitely felt like a rush. On and stunt riders straight up or do not do good. Um, when an accident happens, people run around and fucking like chickens with their head cut off, screaming, yelling, yelling at each other. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. That's the worst when someone's fucking hurt and then there's two guys yelling at each other about bumping into each other because they're trying to like help them out. Yeah, they're, everybody's trying to but help. The moral of the story is everybody every, yeah. back up, back up. It's just like, like no, it's always, get off the phone. Show. Yeah, call the cops. Call the cops. Yeah, some one person saying he needs an ambulance. One person saying no, just put him in the truck, and it's just yeah. Like, okay, that's a better that's a better comment. There's always a uh, fine line, but uh, in the end, they get it done. They get it done, and I think uh, there's no great way to handle that situation. Yeah, that's straight. That's um, but yeah, that's straight difficult. Two nasty wrecks. Besides that, the ride was good. Um, shout out to ESR having everybody down. That was cool. Yeah, sorry we missed it, but we'll definitely be back in Houston soon because we love our Houston family. Yeah. Where are you? What are you doing this weekend? What do you got planned? Ah, uh, shoot. So it sucks. Uh, this weekend there's another event going on for us and another one for y'all. So y'all are gonna be down yeah, to Austin. We're gonna miss the bike again. Thing. Yeah, separated again. Separated okay. by cities. We'll be at a drift event. So the drift event will be definitely. Uh, it'll be a cool thing. We'll out out there at Mineral Wells Airport, but seems like you guys will be getting pretty rowdy down in Austin. So We'll see. It'll be a first time going to check out the Handbuilt Motorcycle Show, which uh, I think Roland Designs and uh, Revival Cycles is part of. And um, sounds like we may or may not have a little supermoto um, time slot for the day to put on a little stunt show or uh, demo track race. Because they do the Super Hooligan Race, which is a flat track race. So I think we got a time slot for the supermotos to go down there and uh, show off and just be part of it. So that's, I guess that's what I meant to ask you. Are you going to be doing like a lap, like as far as a time attack time, or are you going to be actually um, just stunting and put on a show? Or? So uh, it sounds like it's complete free for all. It sounds like we can go out there, we got a time slot, and we got to figure something out. Hmm. So there has been talk about maybe we'll do a, a demo supermoto race, or maybe we'll just do a stunt show. Um, maybe we sit on our bikes naked. <laughs> I'm hoping for the third. I, I really, I'm really not sure what's going to happen, <laughs> but we're going to figure something out just to make super. Maybe we just park the Sumotos out there. Anything to like just show the Sumotos and show it's uh, it's a thing and it's coming. There's going to be a Sumoto race in Austin. They're trying to promote that a little bit. Oh, so is this all kind of building up to the AMA? Yeah, RMT? I think okay. it's huge to be able to build up to, for the route rally race. Um, 
That's yeah, it should be cool. Should be MotoGP weekend is also there, so uh, I'll be there. I know Subi's probably coming out later. But you also got that one too, here at the Hot Wheels thing. But yeah, should be a good time. Oh yeah! And shout out to Hot Wheels, the Legends Tour. Yeah, I guess I kind of yeah, overlooked plug that, that so, real yeah. quick. Saturday, because uh, we'll, we'll be out there. Uh, Hot Wheels is doing a coast to coast twenty city tour stop, going to all the major cities, and they're picking one person from each stop to go with them to SEMA. So they're flying the person out, their family out, whatever, towing the vehicle out to Las Vegas to be a part of the SEMA show, which is inside of itself its own priceless opportunity, and then cooling off actually at SEMA. Hot Wheels is sending all their lead designers out there. And they are going to pick one vehicle to be turned into an actual Hot Wheels car. So last year I did uh, the Dallas judging with the Gas Monkey guys, and we chose like a really badass early, I think it's nineteen nineties or early eighties something, um, like a really really cool JDM bright blue Datsun truck. There was like super Sorry, that was yeah cool. super JDM, just super cool detail stuff. And that was the winner from the Dallas stop. Did not win at SEMA. I forgot which vehicle they chose to be made into a Hot Wheels, but. We'll be picking another Dallas, Texas um, local to try and get them suited up and send them out to SEMA. So it's cool to be a part of that judging process. That's awesome. So Richard Rollins from Gas Monkey is supposed to be out there. Um, Josh Freeman is a good friend of ours that's with uh, Gas Monkey. Super, super talented guy from California. So anytime working with them is going to be honestly cool. I'm getting distracted hearing about your your Austin stories, and now I'm like picturing myself I want to be down in Austin. But I just got to knock down. Yeah. Gotta get this shit done here, and I'll be at the next Austin one. Yeah, this Austin was kind of last minute, but uh, we're gonna make it happen. Hopefully, hopefully, make it happen. Right? If you see me speeding down thirty-five south with the mini bike on the back of the SUV, don't know, don't question it. We'll know. We'll know yeah. where you're headed. We fucking headed down there to do some stoppies or something. There we go. Burnout. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking around. I can't do a stoppie. Hell no. We <laughs> coming back in like a dual arm cast, hey. looking like I'm fucking trying to dance. <laughs> I guarantee you if we get him enough beers, though, he'll try it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At least once or twice. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, for real. Hell, yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on before your big weekend down in Austin? Now that you're about to be a it. pro, either a porn star, a stunt show, or yeah, a I don't even show. know. I've, I've never even run in a stunt show, so wish me luck. Really? Wish me luck. I know. I just, I just, streets is my thing. Streets is my thing. Streets is my thing. I've done sh- some, like, bullshit stunt shows, but, like, nothing official. I got you. But, I don't know. It's, a, it's that fine line. Stunt shows are a little boring. You think so? I guess it's boring because but you're it's used hard to the exciting yeah, parts so of the used street. To, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're if you are part of the stunt show, in theory, you're trying to entertain the people watching, so you're not yeah. necessarily focused on enjoying it for yourself. Right. If I did a couple, it would probably be a little different. I'd probably think about it a little different, but we'll see. We'll see. It might be my first one this weekend. I can see might that. I have to choreograph something on the way there. Oh, my God. Look at you sound like a professional. Like, yeah. Because if you go out there and just do random shit, it's not cool. It shows. It shows. Yeah, you, you like sell. do a trick, complete it, and then you're like, uh, now this. But do like if you're one again. thing, yeah, yeah, one thing into the next like thing, it's like something. flow. Yeah. And the Word guys the gotta work together. Flow. Sounds like we might just be uh, winging it. <laughs> so throw down whatever tricks you got. Oh yeah. Well, dude, I'll be excited to see the media from that. Parker and Spicoli are badass. So they're the ones kind of lining it up. Our Cali family coming out yep. to Texas. As they should be. They need to move out here. Yeah, for real. What's an L.A. shit? Nada. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. All right, hey, I like R.I.P. Nipsey. Yeah, for real, that's wild. Fucking that's nuts. That's wild. Young Dude, and, and if you watch the video, man, it's just the disappointment so much more. Like, yeah. if you see the video, dude, it's fucked. Like, the shooting? Dude, yeah, he shot yeah. him, like, ran off, came back, shot him a second time, ran off, realized nobody was coming, shot him a third time, kicked the dude. Someone... 
You never know what you hear. But someone said he didn't even know he was Ips- Nipsey. He was just shooting, but oh. that was, that was hard to believe. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't want to discredit that without straight facts. From my understanding, they were a part of the same um, group. Oh, so they both okay. wrapped the color blue. Okay. So it would be kind of hard. And they were both very clearly publicly associated. So in theory, it would be kind of hard mm-hmm. to be sense. that close. Um, yeah, I didn't do enough research on it. And I, I mean, I'm just telling you from my understanding. So I'm not saying this is gospel. I didn't hear it from Nipsey's really wife knows. himself. Uh, but from my understanding, the dude had done something that questioned his credibility. Uh, and so Nipsey had told Eric Holder that he didn't want him coming around the store anymore. He's like, you're not... I don't want to say you're not allowed, but he's like, hey, you're not welcome to hang it's out here. Invited, so the yeah. dude felt sensitive about it. That's when Nipsey got on Twitter, said it's it's a blessing to have strong enemies. That's when Eric went and got his piece. He had lined up a getaway driver, came up. And I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And that kind of, in my opinion, is articulated through his body language. I feel like he knew he was in the wrong. That's why he kept running back because he was like, in his mind, he's surprised that no one's coming out. And yeah. I think that's what it makes it clear. It was like a revenge move because, like, he wasn't – like, he was – he had more more pain he wanted to bring out. And, you know, if you watch it at the end, dude, to, like, shoot a man, run off, come back, shoot a man, run off, come back, shoot a man, and then kick him while he's on the ground, like, mm-hmm. it would be very hard to say you I have not seen that, that clip. And it, not, I, oh, the clip dude. I saw did not show the entire thing. And the more fucked part is uh, I heard from Nipsey's, like, official – not personally, okay. I, yeah. say, I, I saw an interview where Nipsey's personal long-term, 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 long-term security guard said the only reason he wasn't with him is because Nipsey dipped early that day to hook up a dude that just got out of jail for 20 years on some fresh clothes to get a job. So, like, Nipsey literally hung at the store all the time, normally had security, normally had some people out there with, with proper weapons or whatever your your word choice is. But um, so he specifically was at an uh, event on the 31st of March where he did have security there and somebody got out of jail that he knew was 20 years in like a felony position so he told the dude like I want to get you some fresh clothes get you a job help you look clean and that's why he went there with next to no protection and that general so there's three people Nipsey is the one that passed there's two other people that got shot up one of the gentlemen was the dude that just got out of jail that's wild like and he was only what thirty three, right? Nipsey mm-hmm. was, yeah. Like and dude, and then his prime, was. man. Like as a especially, rapper, to be peaking, especially when you're caught off with the the lifestyle and uh, mm. any anybody with any type of fame, I feel like you 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 run a little higher risk. You yeah, think? you definitely do with fame, but it's just, it's even more so. I th- and we kind of talked about yeah, it, just like when you come from like a small amount of stuff and then you make something grand of it, there's like this huge debt that the people that did not excel with you feel that they're owed. He's stuck at the bottom. Yeah. So he's still stuck in the game. Yeah. And he's not making the millions. Still slinging fucking dime bags and he's pissed. That whole situation. I mean, I think Nipsey has a lot of bandwagon fans right now, and he deserves the world. But it's it truly is like no bullshit, man. Yeah, the dude I listen to Nipsey a, a little bit, but I I mean I never like typed Nipsey Hustle on Spotify to listen to him. I listened to him more afterwards, and like wish I would have listened to him more. I just didn't really I didn't know that much about him. I shit, that first time I ever heard about Nipsey was Gary V. Like I'm, I, I would not hesitate, and I've heard other people compare it. I would not hesitate to back the statement that he was the Tupac of our time. Yeah, after what I've seen and has happened after he passed away, I believe it. I didn't know that before he died, but from what I've seen has gone on, the celebrations and memorials after he passed away, and all the posts, I believe it. Yeah, but he had, he meant good. He meant well. Like he meant well. 
You see what Kodak Black said about trying to like holler at his girl, and even Kodak Black got like fucking threats. No, I did not. Kodak Black posted a few things, and like it was silly. Kodak he posted something like trying to make a joke. He was gonna do some stuff to try and impress uh, his wife or his his you know his now uh, widow. Wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just dude shoot him the fuck up. The, I mean, like all these OG rappers, like yo, fuck yeah, yeah fuck can't fuck joke you. about yeah, that. Hell no, can't joke about that. No, oh no, dude, this dude's not even in the ground yet. That's not, that's fucked. Yeah. And I mean, the game, the rapper, the game. Not trying to like turn this from business to like whatever to a rap politics, but the game kind of said it right. He's like, do these new age rappers, these new age musicians, like, there's no loyalty, no thought process no not at all you know and I would I would take it a step further and say it's not even just rappers it's 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 a majority of the new age young kids growing up and I'm yeah you're young right, kids, you're I'm right. talking to people my age 25 like like they're doing the same shit like the game's 40 I think they probably grew how was the game I, I think he's, I think I'm just speculating I think he's like 35 40 yeah, so you're in the right realm like, but you're yeah. correct so it's in our age group there's a lot of people that have that disconnection of reality there's, there's a lot of good ass people out there but Man, there's a lot of disconnect. There's a lot of disconnect. But I, I, I didn't grow up in the generation before me, so maybe they had a lot of disconnect as well, but they like to say they didn't. But, I don't know. I'm starting to feel a lot older. I've been watching a lot of um, Nardwar interviews. It's so stupid. It's a black hole to get caught in. If you don't know who he is, I then keep it that way. But okay. he's, he's hilarious. He's a dude from British Columbia. He has really goofy, very specific style videos, and he always brings a gift to the rappers, or he does a lot of comedians mm-hmm. and rappers specifically. I don't really understand that's his trend, but hilarious dude. He does his homework. Phenomenal interviewer. Um, he brings gifts, and like he started doing these new age rappers. He went to South by Southwest, and he gave a bunch of them vinyl, and the dudes looked at him and they're like, I can't play this. Or they look, he's like, well, how am I supposed to play this? And then like the the rap, the interview guy was like, yo, you can make a, a diss track off it. You can make a, a remix of it. And he's like, how? It's like, yo, it's vinyl, dude. Like, are we that fucking old that these new age musicians that are like, like Blueface is one of the guys. Not a fan of Blueface, but he was like looking at the hardware. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, motherfucker, in the studio you record, they have a vinyl deck. Yeah. No, yeah, there was another another new age rapper just saying some, some punk young kids. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit, dude. Oh, I was, like, fuck. disappointed. He was looking at him, and it was, like, a, a old fucking, like, classic album or something. And Nardwar, like, collected it from 20 years ago. It was given it to me. He's like, what can I do with this? Yeah. Oh. Fucking... I get it. Bro, think about when you were like 16, 17, 18, though. Like, someone gives you some shit you got no interest in, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I guess it's just weird show. now that we're on the other side, and I'm like, man. Getting older. That's, if that's yeah. who's on the radio nowadays? Are these guys? Like, these, they're very. The whole game has changed. The whole game has changed. Yeah. Cheers to that. In product is R.I.P. Nipsey. Yeah, recipes <laughs> Nipsey. That's crazy. Just shows you like, enjoy every day. That's the last motto I got for me. Enjoy every day. You can all end. Oh, fucking end. Dope. I'll be out in Austin this weekend. We mineral mineral wells drifting. <laughs> to bring the entire dust. But cheers, man. Yeah. Office hours. It's always a, it's always a good experience, man. We go on from anything from normal just culture and stuff like that down to the struggles of the business. So I appreciate mm-hmm. your patience as we randomly banter. But this is it. All matters, man. It yeah. all matters. If you guys ever start a business, I think this can help uh, jumpstart it a little bit. There's always some traits that you can pull from common culture to business culture and, and so on there's always patterns that you can kind of learn from so mm-hmm. be aware enjoy every day yes sir ride careless buy your parts from the moto store and life will make sense provide value if you want sponsorships quit thank asking you. for sponsorships and provide no value there you go don't ask provide value yeah. that's it 
Four words. Don't ask. Provide value. It'll be a win-win. You actually get the sponsorship. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Office hours. This is us at XSM Global in our Irving location. It is Taco Tuesday, April 9th. We are always glad to share these wisdoms. So please hit us up with a direct message, email, comment, whatever. We're always looking for talking points or potential guests. So we're here trying to educate and just kind of inform you of what's going on on the backside of the industry. So you can catch Cole down in Austin, like he said, this weekend at a really badass bike event. Hit him up if you have any questions on that. And then uh, Careless will be set up with our full mobile shop at Mineral Wells for Lone Star Drift Round 2. So always a good time. We'll catch you guys next week on Careless Office Hour. Careless After Hours Podcast. One was careless.